Hello, and welcome to To The Last Drop, where we take you through Italian wines one grape at a time. I'm Gabby. And I'm Mariana. And today we are talking about Garganega. Garganega. Garganega, Garganega. It's, it's I controversial. Think it's, I've heard it is controversial. Ways. I've heard it both ways. Yes. So this is an Italian wine, um, Italian white wine. It's going to be definitely a little bit on the drier side, medium to light body, no tannins, medium high acidity, and it's sitting around 11 to 13% ABV. It is most commonly known for its presence in Suave, which is a really well-known Italian wine region with a, a wine named after it. It is in Veneto, and um, it has three subregions. It has Suave, Suave Classico, and Suave Colique Scaligari, which means the Scaligari Hills. Um, they all have very different soil compositions, different elevations, different drainage on the soil. The most well-known Suave Classico is the most traditional wine growing region in the area. And they all surround the town of Suave, which is like this big castle that's been around since Rome. Castle? It's a big castle. I want to go to the big castle with all the wine. I mean, I would stay in any castle, but especially if it was on a vineyard. <laughs> all right. So um, Suave itself, like the main region, includes all of the valleys of the area. So it has a lot less water drainage. It's made from a different soil. It's more clay. It's very humid and hot. So those definitely have a little less acidity and they don't have the minerality that Suave is known for. So I feel like they're a little less sought after. Suave Classico has a little bit more of those characteristics, but some people think that Suave uh, Colis Galigari is like the, probably the most well-known. It has that volcanic soil. So it's it's a lot less almost harsh I would say when you drink it do you think yeah and it just like filters the water a little bit differently so it's not sitting on the vines itself like you know we talk about kind of how ripeness affects everything so like all the things that go into growing a plant water content soil kind of changes what um, elements are picked up by the soil so volcanic soil is going to make it a little bit more acidic because it has all that drainage around the roots Okay. If we're looking at like, if you want to know kind of the go-to tasting notes that you're going to get from Garganega, we've got peach, honeydew. Sometimes I get a little bit of almond. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah, I and agree. definitely I love a wine with like a little bit of salinity to it. So if it, that's a kind of like a saltiness, which I think I only get really with coastal wines, but this wine definitely has a little bit of that, which makes it pair really well with seafood. This is actually one of a few white wines, in my opinion. I mean, a lot of white wines can be aged, but this one really lends itself to it. So when you age it, it brings out a little bit more of like the herbal notes to it. So it can be aged about five to 10 years, depending on the quality of the bottle itself. Oh, mm-hmm. and it gets fun. I should, I should age one. Yeah. Get a wine cellar really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it has, it brings out more, um, I don't know, more herbaliness, a little bit more like sugariness, but you know how we talk about sugar. It's like baked fruits, like that, like if I had an orange marmalade rather than an orange, it's not necessarily sweeter, but has a little bit more complexity to it. Suave, as far as I know, is typically only stainless steel aged. And then if you want a suave, you know, that we went over like blending laws and everything, it has to be to get DOC classification has to have 70% Garganega Garganega in it. So it can be uh, blended with up to 30% Trebbiano or Chardonnay. And like, yeah, Chardonnay, I feel like kind of complements the body of it a little bit Mm -hmm. because it's fuller bodied. Um, Also, weirdly, I feel like while it's not like the heaviest wine, sometimes it has this richness that kind of makes it oily almost. Not in a bad way, but it kind of coats your mouth a little bit. Yeah. So it feels a lot richer than a typical white wine. Even though it has high acid. I do agree with that oiliness. Yeah. And then um, 
as far as like I feel like it can be kind of nutty almost too. So like, is that what you mean even with the almond? Like with almond, yeah, like almond or hazelnut almost. It's mm-hmm. more on the nose, um, but as you age wines, it can bring out that nuttiness. Yeah. So I feel like it's a really versatile white wine depending on where it's grown, depending on what bottle you get, how aged it is. It kind of covers a lot of different aspects of a white wine. It's very smooth, which is something a lot of the time, like I personally, because I'm not a huge white wine drinker, I when I look for a white wine, I want it to be a little more smooth, but not necessarily like a, I don't want it to be buttery like a Chardonnay. It's not always my, I don't like a Chardonnay really. But well, I do think, think but I, yeah, so it doesn't have that butteriness. Yeah. And so I, I do, I think that's why I really like the Suave um, or a Suave because I think it, it's usually a little bit smoother and it's not as, um, it's not as, I, I don't even know if it's like tangy is the right word, but mm-hmm. it, I, a lot of, a lot of white wines, I feel like it's just kind of like, it's, it's, the, it's too tart or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I don't love that. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm. It's like harsh almost like it's yeah. like really aggressive flavors. This one is kind of more toned down because it has like those honeydew melon notes, which I feel like balance yeah. it out. But um, while I, I've only had stainless steel aged ones, they do do some aging, but it's usually in neutral oak, which means it's oak that's already been used before. Yeah. So it doesn't have like that new American oak that yeah. Chardonnay has. I need to try one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, so maybe we should get one. We should. We should go shopping. We should go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of oak depends on how many times it's been used before. So if you have a brand new oak, it imparts the most flavor, but since it's old world, they have a lot of old oak barrels that they use in aging. And again, it kind of brings out that nuttiness rather than a butteriness because it's not as much malolactic fermentation going on. So it's it's not like that big butter bomb that you get with an American Chardonnay. But let's try some. So today we have two wines. We have one is a blend, you know, because we like to see how it combines with other grapes. And then we have a Suave Classico. For our blend, we have the Skaya Garganega Chardonnay blend from 2022. Let's start with that one. This one, I kind of love this bottle. Um, at least the two bottles I've tried from Skaya, they do glass corks in them. Oh, yeah. The glass corks are fun. Super easy to open, but it feels a little bit classier than a twist off. All you need is really something to cut the foil. Uh, and, you know, cork is kind of in danger. So, so like actual corks, like the cork trees. Yeah. They a lot of people use synthetic cork, but if you're gonna go non-traditional, I think glass is the way to do it. All, All right. right. Well, cheers, Gab. This one is a little bit more greenish than I think the Pinot Grigios we looked at last time. It's not green; it's still yellow, but it has like a kind of more of like a, a hue of green to it. I'm telling you, I know I sound crazy, and it's probably just bubbles, but I feel like there's some sort of sparkles in the top of my. It does look like it has like a slight effervescence to it, which is weird because it's not sparkling. It's not spumante. It's not frizzante. I wonder yeah. what... See, I agree with that. It does kind of... There's such tiny little bubbles. It might just be from something on the glass. Um, on the nose, I get a little bit of like a green almond. Not like a super I do. I do smell the almond mm-hmm. that you're talking about with this one. And then some like honey, honeydew. And a bit of like a green apple, but not in a sour way. Um, but there is a... There, the smell gives me a little bit of green apple for mm-hmm. some reason. I definitely get some apple. I know it smells a little more tropical than I'm used to with a with a suave or with a garganega. Um, let's see. I get kind of like a floral note too, like white flowers, kind of like. I know I can't put it intense as jasmine. Like... It kind of gives me jasmine notes though. Mm, it is. It's a nice smelling wine. 
it's kind of like it's um it kind of reminds me of like fresh linen candle yes it yeah does. it does with a little bit of citrus thrown in there i like it now we taste definitely that has really nice acidity to it mm-hmm. and definitely that how we talked about the smooth uh like oiliness yeah it kind of coats your it mouth kind of coats your mouth for sure oh i really like that um i get yeah, it's kind of hard. It's like I get a lot of lemon behind it. Mm-hmm. It's the at the end, like the beginning is a smooth, not butter bomb. Again, I don't want to say that too much with this one because I don't think, I don't think it is very buttery by any means. But the first um, initial taste is a little bit smoother, and then the back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of. I get almost like pineapple, tropical fruits behind Pineapple's it. Pineapple's so good. I like that. Yeah, because it's not. It's not as like make your tongue pucker like a. Like a citrus, but mm. it's still got that nice acidity, okay. and it still has a little bit of sweetness to it. But it's definitely it's dry, like as far as the sugar to itself. I definitely get more tropical fruits than I was expecting, like pineapple, a little bit of star fruit, even. Oh, that's fun! It's mm-hmm. a fun one. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of what tropical fruits that I could think of. I guess maybe passion fruit. Passion fruit. <laughs> definitely not. What is the really gross one that everybody's like? Oh, it's so good. Gua- is it guava? I like guava. No, it's papaya. Oh, I hate papaya. Papayas belong in hell. <laughs> oh, when I when I lived in Belize and I was taking care of monkeys, I would have to cut papayas every day. Yeah. And now they just make me vomitous. I just don't get when people say they're good. I'm like, you're lying. You are lying. <laughs> and it's time. it's it's <laughs> fine if you like it, but it's maybe because they grew up on them, and that's fine. I get that. There's I mean, certain everyone can like what they like, but, but I that disagree. is not something people like. <laughs> that is a lie. That is a lie. So it doesn't taste like papaya. No. Papaya tastes it's like old passion. dirty socks. It tastes, yeah, exactly. It tastes like this, and this Pinot smelled taste. two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should say when something smells like old dirty socks. It smells like papaya. It smells like papaya. That's a good, that's good. That's a good, that's a good shift. Describing word. Um, but I really like this one. This one is aged in stainless steel, so it's not going to have that malolactic fermentation, but it still has that heaviness that comes with the garganega grape that, that coats your mouth, that oiliness. But Witness, uh, oiliness, honestly, it's surprising that this one is steel. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's, it's with, it doesn't. It is blended with Chardonnay, so yeah. it's fifty-five percent um, garganega and forty-five percent Chardonnay. Okay. So it's pretty. It's pretty much an equal split, and I feel like Chardonnay it makes it fuller body. Number one, and number two, even when it doesn't go through malolactic fermentation, there is a little bit more of like a the reason people age it in. Um, oak is to bring out those flavors so it lends itself a little bit more to kind of that creaminess i like it i do actually really like skaya the mm-hmm. wines that they the ones that i've been able to try which actually i think one time we featured a uh a rosé from them as well yeah, the rosé is delicious yeah um i've had the corvina the rosé and the this one yeah blend. i really like them i think that this one i mean seafood is always a given with um with a white wine, I feel like. But I think that this one, you would want to go with like a lean fish, not a fatty fish because of that oiliness that it brings. So I don't know if it would be good with like salmon. I think it would go really well with shrimp. I think it would go well with something that doesn't have a lot of fat behind it. Uh, maybe a white fish. And then I think it would also go really well with some like some a big like herbs. I think it could stand up against herbs a lot. Maybe some like thyme. But yeah, maybe something a little lighter because it has that oiliness. It coats your mouth. So it's not going to do much. Even though it's acidic, it's not going to do much cutting through a fatty food. So I would say like a really light. I would say a shrimp scampi with this would be very good. Is that wrong? My no, friend? I think it's right. Okay. 
we have said that before, but I think shrimp scampi is just so good that it's. Easy I just to say. like shrimp scampi in general. Yeah, maybe that's the reason. But I don't want. I want. I want an angel hair. Shrimp scampi. You know, I don't yeah. want it to be. Yeah, I think even like a little spring vegetables with it. Ooh. So I think this would go really well with like green onions, like grilled green onions almost. Yeah, I could do that. Because it would kind of coat your mouth, which I feel like you need with onions. You need something that kind of makes a barrier. Otherwise, that's all you're going to taste. I don't know. I love this one. I think it's, it's perfect. I think, I mean, wines can go with almost anything. But if you really want to elevate it, I would definitely go seafood, light meats, light sauce. I wouldn't do anything too heavy with it. Yeah, like a white fish would be nice with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like this wine. Perfect. Skaya, thank you. Okay, so now we are on to the Montetondo Suave Classico. So this one is going to be 100% Garganega. So this is going to be a little bit more what you should expect from the grape itself. Let's open it up. This one's definitely paler than the other one. It has. It's definitely more golden. It's definitely kind of like that straw it color. Looks like, like, like wheat. Yeah, a little straw. It has, but when it hits the light, it kind of has this beautiful gold sparkliness to it. Maybe that's just the Christmas lights. It might just be the Christmas lights. Let's see here. Ooh, this one. It's a. It's definitely more. It's nuttier. This one smells more like it smells like hazelnuts almost. Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah, this one has more of the like nuttiness we were talking about. This is in clay and limestone soils is where it's grown. It's so smooth. It's so I I really do like the suave. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but I think it's so nice to drink. Yeah, this one you can definitely tell is 100% garganig. It has less of those lemon notes. It's more yeah. like peach, apricot. Mm, yeah, apricot's good. It does have that same kind of mouth coating effect. Like it's a little bit. It fills up your whole mouth when you drink it. Um, and this one is also steel aged. It's steel aged for three months and then bottled for three months before being sold. So this one isn't aged. I like this one a lot. I feel like it's, it's yeah, it kind of feels like it has oak because it has mm-hmm. that body to it. It has a little bit of fullness. My mouth's like... It still fills it in there. It's yes, good. Yeah, like this it. one is a little bit more on the nutty side. I think this one would go really well with like, I think this one would lend itself more towards like tarragon and margarine, like those herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this would go really well with like an herb crusted fish. I don't think this one, you need to avoid fatty fishes as much. Yeah. It doesn't have as much of an oily residue in your mouth. And I would say, I mean, I'm just thinking with this one, I think it would be good with, we have a dish called the chupino, but like some sort of uh, like brothy Mm-hmm. mixed seafood i think would be nice with yeah it. i think it has to, it doesn't have to be as fresh it doesn't mm-hmm. have those much of those tart notes it doesn't have citrus or green yeah. apple behind it i think that this also i feel like we always go to italian foods we're trying italian wines yeah. it's kind of a natural pairing you know it goes with what it grows with i think this would be really well um almost with like tofu like an asian-y tofu oh, yeah. kind of i think it could stand up to those flavors a little bit more because it feels a little fuller bodied that's a, I completely agree with that. Like, uh, I, I, I agree that we also naturally want to go towards Italian food, but yeah, I think that this would be really great with yeah. even like, um, like dumplings or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, so yeah, like some, some soup dumplings, soup dumplings. I just keep thinking soup, it's soup season it in my head. Season. So. so some soup dumplings, like, um, with like pork or chicken in them would be so good. And I think mm-hmm. it would even like chives. I keep thinking chives with this wine for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that. And then... Uh, like a fresh chive on the top. Like, a little yep. garnish. Mm-hmm. I think it also... Like, oh, this with some roasted heirloom carrots with mm-hmm. an herb butter That's on it. That's kind of... That sounds bougie. They're just... Well, I feel like they have a sweetness to them, but this one is... It would, like, complement those flavors without overcompensating and causing it to be even sweeter because it has a nice dryness to it. 
I need to take another sip of that one second. Delicious. <laughs> um, and then as far as like price points, these are both, I think, in like the $40 range at a restaurant. I think you can find a decent suave, like a high quality suave for about like $13. It doesn't have to be an expensive wine. This is a great affordable wine that's a little bit different than your typical Pinot Grigio. If you wanted to do something, go out on a limb and try something, I think it is just as easy to drink, just as easy for people to get into, but it's a little bit more approachable than a lot of other wines from Italy. Like I would buy I would buy this wine for people who don't drink wine. It's very I think it kind of hits the mark for beginner beginners, people mm-hmm. who don't who are a little intimidated by the whole wine realm. This is what I'd recommend or um I mean even people though who do like wine and don't want to spend you know $40 on a bottle, like yeah, being able to go get this at the store or 15 bucks that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah and it's like it's not just something that you have like if you buy a cheap wine like every wine you can buy at an affordable price for the most part for them um but with this one i think you would still get a really high quality wine for yeah. like a low price heck yeah yeah anything else no i think that's it and then yeah thank you guys for listening remember to comment like and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts thanks guys thanks guys we'll see you next week see you next week